0: Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the NerdProCo podcast after a unintentional hiatus. I know I had mentioned that there might be a hiatus coming up, but that was because I was busy with other things and then there were guests that I could book and people who I could talk to. And so that hiatus didn't happen and then... I got bronchitis, and I literally couldn't talk. Not only could I couldn't, I record a solo episode because I didn't have the voice for it. In fact, I'm not completely healed, so we will see how long I can keep this up for. So many things to discuss, so many things. (coughs) Oop, there we go, there's the cough. So many things that have been uh, released, uh, television shows. Movies previews, so many things. There's gonna be a big double episode uh, next week that is gonna be uh, Justin and Angelo and me. So there's gonna that's gonna be an extra long episode, hopefully to make up for the two or three weeks that we have been off. I know I put out a little six day a uh, sick day mixtape. I forget that was either I think that was two weeks ago that I recorded that and released that just because I wanted to put out something. Because I felt bad that nothing was coming out. But yes, uh, I have not been healthy. I did email people that were going to be guests, and then I had to cancel a couple of them. I had to cancel the. We were going to, even me, we were going to be doing a Voltron Season 2 review. That had to be canceled because I literally couldn't talk. I was too sick. And yeah, it has sucked really hard. I am feeling better. There's still a little bit of a cough. I actually had a coughing fit that was so hard. I injured, uh, I didn't exactly bruise my rib, but I uh, pulled, I uh, strained or pulled the muscles around uh, my rib on my right side. So I've been having uh, trouble, uh, like if I twist too, I can't twist too far to the right, uh, bending at the waist and, you know, sitting up from bed and stuff has hurt the past couple of days, so even though you can hear me talking, and I am okay right now, relatively speaking, I also uh, Thursday had a really bad coughing jag, Uh, that's when I actually hurt myself, and a bunch of stuff, I won't get into it, it was not a good day for many, many reasons, Uh, uh, it was really a bottom, but uh, I am back, there will be podcasts coming out. Sorry about the hiatus. I'm sure that the number of listeners I know every time there's this hiatus, uh, the listenership just plummets horribly. Uh, It also goes down when there... Apparently, you guys like when there's a guest, when it's not just me talking. But, yeah, uh, unfortunately, for health reasons, there has not been a podcast in which I've actually been talking for a couple of weeks now. But I am back. There are so many things to discuss We'll see how much I can get into before I start coughing. I should be okay. I have water here. So let's jump right into this. Uh, so really excited about the show that came out uh, because of the people who were involved. And then I will give you an overview uh the show on... God, I can't even remember what channel it's on now. I believe it's on... NBC, or is it on Fox? I can't even remember. I might have to actually look this up. It was, uh, this is a uh, powerless. Really excited about the show, mostly because of the cast, because it's Alan Tudyk. I mean, people who aren't like into uh, like nerdy stuff, probably the way they were selling it was with uh, Vanessa Hudgens. I don't really care about Vanessa Hudgens, uh, unfortunately, or fortunate. Like, unfortunately, she's actually kind of the weakest person on the show. Just throwing that out there. Good God, I can't even remember. I mean, well, basically, the premise is it is a company that. Oh, it is really funny. So it's 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 specialized in products to protect uh, bystanders from the collateral damage of superheroes and supervillains. Even in the idea, uh, IMDb description, it calls it an insurance company. I think in the original script, the original pitch of the show is actually supposed to be an insurance company, which would have been better. But uh, kind of the. Here's what you need to know. It's really funny. The best parts of the show are the people who I am I was excited about, which are Alan Tudyk, who we all love from Firefly, Ron Funches, who is this hilarious comedian who you may or may not know from the kind of unwatchable show Undateable, also from his many many appearances and wins on. At Midnight, if you watch that show, or if you're just a fan of stand-up, just go check out Ren Funches. He is so funny and so just a joy to watch and listen to. And he's one of the stars. He steals almost every scene he's in on the show. Danny Pudi is on it, if you were at all a fan of, oh god... Was it Parks and Recreation? I'm going to get yelled at about this. It was a what? I don't think it was Parks and Recreation. I think it was actually Community, but I'm going to look this up now because I am, as usual, because I've been sick, but just in general. Oh, yeah, of course. He was on Community. Of course he was on Community. He was great on Community. So you have these three people who are probably not how they were promoting the show, these three incredible nerd people. It's on NBC. Okay, that's what I thought it was. So it's on NBC. Uh, It's really, really funny. It's a half-hour comedy set in the DC universe, so you do have kind of side, a lot of references, if not appearances, by all of the characters from the DC universe. So there's references to Aquaman. They recently had characters from Atlantis come. They kind of played them as a joke. It's weird. Uh, here's my biggest criticism of the show is that it's really funny, but the fact that it's set in the DC universe kind of doesn't – it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's arbitrary. It doesn't really matter at all from what I've seen. I mean the, even the uh, the character that Alan Tudyk plays is like a cousin of Bruce Wayne, which in and of itself kind of is problematic because Bruce Wayne, as far as we know, doesn't have any relatives. I mean, it might be that uh, the character that Alan Tudyk is playing is just, like, faking, although Bruce Wayne does call him. I don't know. All of that element, all of those elements of the show don't really work at all, in my opinion. And it does kind of distract the fact, from the fact, that you have this great premise for the show in Powerless, uh, which is just kind of regular people... uh, And how they deal with, like, superheroes and working for a company that kind of has to deal with that. I think concept-wise and executing the concept and, like, all of that, if you're going to have that be your concept, it's such a great concept. It's just that it's not – context-wise in the show, that isn't executed very well. So – you have this really funny writing and these really funny, funny, funny people who are actors on the show or characters on the show, and all of that part of the show is so great that I, the actual like comic book con- connection, like the DC comics, the DC character connection, almost, I mean, it's only been a couple episodes, so maybe it'll get better as it goes on. That almost seems forced. It almost makes you wish... Kind of like in a movie, like an animated movie, like a Pixar movie, like The Incredibles. It almost makes you wish that they hadn't gone with the DC Universe. Because I think that might have given them more room or it might have fit better with these characters, with how ridiculous it is. if You didn't have to tie it to to any established characters. I think that might have worked better uh that being said you know you have this, such a funny show i hope that it, I, I mean i actually hope it's been doing well because if it's been doing well and it does go on i hope they get better at integrating the actual like dc comics stuff into it but so far what you have is, I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is Scrubs. Weirdly enough, because Scrubs is one of those shows. That's like you have these really funny characters, these really great characters, but the setting that they're in, that the the hospital, is almost arbitrary. Like it doesn't matter that it takes place in a hospital. And I think while that didn't hurt Scrubs like at all, it it, it almost it didn't matter in Scrubs. In a show like this, it's because superheroes are. It's such an exaggerated. Premise and setting like the DC universe is such an exaggerated setting, anyway, that that is actually a hindrance to this. So, you have these great, funny characters in an arbitrary setting, and the problem is because it's the DC universe, it can't be arbitrary. Whereas, I think if it was just like, oh, they're just in a universe. Where they're superheroes and they're these really funny characters. Like if you had the same circumstances and characters in a universe that wasn't the DC Universe. I almost feel like the show would work better. Because it, it, the the setting is arbitrary. And having a, a setting. I mean it's not like they're going to change it now. But having a setting in which the setting is such an established universe. Even though it's not necessarily a version of the DC Universe that it is a version that we have, that is connected to the, any of the other versions of the DC universe. Although I, I know that uh, DC has kind of set up, especially on the Flash, the idea of the 52 has already been established. So maybe this is one of the 52 Earths, like the 52 universe. So this is Earth whatever number that Powerless takes place in, where Bruce Wayne actually has a cousin and there's this company. But whatever. Uh, I think it's worth watching. It's it's only like a half-hour comedy, so it's not like even the distracting moments. Like you're not going to... You don't have enough time to really dwell on any of them. The show is funny enough that it's not so bad. And God bless him. Alan Tudyk is great. Danny Pudi is great. And Ron Funches is, is just fucking fantastic. I mean, I will... I will watch anything that Alan Tudyk is in. I will watch anything that Ron Funchess is in. God damn it, I gave Undateable a, a chance because of him, and it, that didn't work out. But whatever. Which brings us, although there will probably be more of a discussion on this, when at some point I'm going to have Eve come back on, and we will discuss Fultron Season 2 finally, even though it's really late. And we'll probably discuss a little bit of what I wanted to get a tiny bit into right now. Which is Lego Batman, speaking of the DC universe. Really funny that because it's Lego, Lego, if you don't know, so the Lego versions of all the characters is actually its own separate intellectual property. So, which is why they can get away with so much. And why they can, in like the Lego movie, they can have the DC characters, Star Wars characters, all those characters can appear in the Lego movie because the way it's treated as an intellectual property is the Lego version of all those characters are separate intellectual properties than their source properties. So, in the the view of, like, intellectual, like, property law, here's a super nerdy thing before we actually get into the discussion of the Batman Lego movie. So... According to, like, entertainment intellectual property law, Lego Star Wars is a completely different property from a legal standpoint than regular Star Wars, which means that the Lego company can put the Lego Star Wars in characters in any situation they want. I mean, they're not going to—so far, like, they're funnier than— the regular Star Wars characters, but it's not, like... They're still kind of faithful to the source material. <coughs> uh, but they can, like, be funny, and they can, like, poke fun at it. Which is, incidentally, considering the past couple of DC movies that we've had, is it any wonder that you have people who are clearly, even though it's a comedy and they're poking fun at obviously poking fun at it, there is obviously in Batman, in Lego Batman, a love for the Batman as a character, and there are clearly people behind it who respect Batman as a character, even at the same time that they're making fun of it, and it's kind of like a a Batman parody movie. Is it any wonder Given that, given all the stuff that it's a separate intellectual property that they don't have to answer to Warner Brothers, that they don't necessarily even have to answer to DC Comics because it's a different intellectual property, those two companies really don't have a, in a say in what Lego does with Lego Batman. Is it any wonder then that Lego Batman might be the best DC movie that's come out in the past five years? Possibly longer now. When did Man of Steel even come out? Yeah, it really... It is not only... It's hilarious, number one. I mean, there's a joke ratio in this movie that is ridiculous. It's... uh, If you're familiar with this movie at all, uh, the reference that I am... That I'm about to make will make sense. It's airplane-level joke. Thing. There's a joke maybe every 15 to 20 seconds in the Lego Batman movie. Not to mention Will Arnett as Batman is just... Like it's kind of like if you took Kevin Conroy, it's like casting a more like a comedic version of Kevin Conroy. It's like if Kevin Conroy, the guy who does the voice, if you didn't notice, Kevin Conroy is the guy who does the voice of Batman uh, going back to the 90s Batman cartoon and all the Arkham games. Like in many people's minds, including mine, he is the definitive Batman. But Will Arnett is kind of because of you know the way Will Arnett's voice is, he is like the comedic, like oh, like opposite side of the coin to that. He is like the comedic Kevin Conroy as Batman in my opinion. So Lego Batman was fantastic, possibly the best Batman uh, that I've seen. I won't even say Dark Knight because it's, it's such a different. It's almost more faithful to the comic book in spite of the fact that it's at the same time that it's making fun of it. There are so there's so many elements in Lego Batman that are actually so much more faithful to the comic books. I mean, there's so many they have they have so many of like the like they have the main Batman villains, but they also bring up there's this super nerdy like moment. I mean, it's, it's played as a joke, but they have all of they go through all of these like, they go through, like, the main Batman villains, the ones we've, like, heard of, Joker, Catwoman, Bane, you know, Scarecrow. They do all of those. And then they go through all, uh, this, all these other <coughs> Batman villains, like Condiment King and Orca. And what people may or may not know, who aren't, like, super Batman geeks, is every single one of those villains, even the ones that sound like are ones that they made up for as, like, a joke... All of those are real Batman villains. And that was just like a great... And the, the movie is full of stuff like that. It's such... It's so funny. Three quarters of the jokes, even though it's like a kid's movie, are going to go... Just go right over kids' heads. There's some of the themes in it. Are like, I, I, I got to say, it it might be the best Batman movie that's come out like since maybe The Dark Knight. And it is definitely the best DC movie that has come out in the past five years, if not more, so I would highly recommend going to see Lego Batman. If you get, even if you're an adult, like go see it. It's the jokes are there, fantastic writing. It's hilarious. Probably a more in-depth discussion uh, with Eve uh, in a couple of weeks, which brings us. Oh my God, there's so many things. I've been off so long. I I, I apologize, but there's so many things to discuss. So the first two episodes of legion have come out another one of those characters that this okay number one uh, it's on fx so uh, i don't even know where to start with legion uh it is great let me start with that it's done by the guy who did the fargo series and if you didn't see the fargo series the fargo series was great uh I, I there's so many things to say about it, cause I was I was live tweeting parts of this. I have been putting this out on Twitter. Definitely uh hit us up on Twitter at NerdproQuo on Twitter or in the comments for this episode because I really I have not gotten an answer to this and I would really like to see if there is anyone out there if you're listening to this. I will post this again on Twitter. I'm gonna keep posting it until so people will respond. Because I really haven't gotten an answer that I thought was like to me like I I need to find other people who had this reaction to it. So I mean, without getting into it's it's the show is really dense. The way it's done, like time is kind of disjointed. If you know anything about it, so it's uh, parts of it take place in a mental institution. And then in the second episode, it kind of move, moves out of the the mental institution. But I'd be curious to find out, people who watched the first episode, anyone who's had any experience with being, in, not even with being in themselves in a mental institution, if you yourself have had experience with mental illness, either personally with your own mental illness, or you have known someone who had a mental illness, like, and you're also a nerd, and you've watched... And you watched Legion? I really want to know your opinions on this because I had such mixed feelings. Like I was really into the show, but there were parts of that show, especially in the first episode in the mental institution, where I was having like real, like, triggering kind of trauma. Not so much that like like oh god I can't I have to stop watching this otherwise I'm gonna have like a mental breakdown or whatever. It wasn't that bad. But there were definitely moments in it where I was just like, "Okay, this is bringing something, bringing up something in me." I wonder about people who've actually had even more experience with this than me. Whether this is too much for you watching this? What are your feelings on this? Like, is it because it's a fictional show? Because if you know anything about the character Legion, David, uh, you know David's character, that he's a completely unreliable narr- narrator. Narrator. That because of his power set, and because spoiler, 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 David has multiple personality disorder. It, it went a little crazy in the comic books. I'm not crazy about Legion as a character in the comic books. I will get to that in a minute. But I'd be really curious to see how people people feel about that. Whether people feel they were triggered, whether they feel how they feel about the portrayal. Whether it matters because there's so much reality bending, which is part of it, uh, whether that even registered for people, I'd be really curious to hear people's opinions on that. Other than that, I would highly recommend this show just because unlike anything, even though it's produced by Ryan Singer, and unlike any of the other X-Men movies or properties, I feel like this is a, a character where because his power set is so wide and crazy and because he's also like mentally like unstable and really kind of all over the place the character of legion there's so much they can do and get away with on this show that that they and also because not a lot of people know who legion is as a character i feel like this is one of the few if not the only x men property so far that they just kind of had free reign, and because they had free reign, they could do something with the character and with the show that was profoundly interesting. And the show is profoundly interesting. The lead guy who was on Downton Abbey, I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. It'll come to me, or I'll glue it, or whatever. Uh he really holds it together as a lead. You have Aubrey Plaza as like a backup character. It's just, it's exceptionally done so much so that Dan Stevens, that's the name of the lead actor, it's so, in my opinion, interestingly done and written and constructed and directed that you forget that you're watching an X-Men property. Like, you just feel like you're watching, oh, this is an interesting show. Like, that they didn't have the X in the title for Legion, you could almost forget that you're watching an X-Men property and just be like, oh, this is just a really interesting show. So, also because if you know anything about David Haller, the character, the comical character, the comical character Legion, I always felt like he has multiple personality disorder. One of the things that they had in the comics is he has, like, a couple hundred different personalities, and each of those personalities has a different mutant ability, and some of those mutant abilities uh, allow him to absorb other people's abilities, so, like, and then those branch off and become their own personalities. Legion is a perfect example in the actual comic books of what the X-Men's greatest weakness is, is that their own continuity and their own complicatedness has always been their downfall. I felt like David Haller, as a character in the comic books, it was just like, I guess in, in the effort to make him more interesting or in the effort to make his power set, I, I don't even know. They, they, just, they took it way too far, so much so that you just stopped caring about him as a character, if you even cared about him as a character to begin with. And that was a thing that I feel like this is one of the few examples where by largely ignoring or at least not being too faithful to the character, to Legion, to David Haller as a character in the comic books, they actually came out with a character on television and adaptation that is more interested and more grounded than his source material is. And that is a really rare thing. Uh, One of the only other examples I can think of is Cisco Ramon vibe on the Flash television show, who was a terrible character, awful character. If you know anything about his character in a comic book, he was a terrible character in a comic book. And they actually made him an interesting, compelling, sympathetic character (coughs) on the Flash TV show. I think they've done the same with David Haller Legion on the Legion TV show. I'm really excited to see where this goes. I've definitely I definitely uh, had probably have something to do with the fact that I I wasn't because of the past few weeks I have not been healthy. And my Thursday nights for some reason have been the worst of the nights that I have had. I will grant that I was not completely mentally all there. When I watched the first and second episodes, that being said, I would highly recommend it. I don't know whether everyone who watches the show is going to like it, but you're going to... It's really interesting. Is what I, It's incredibly well done and incredibly interesting. I don't know whether that translates to being... I will say it's really well done, so I guess that translates to it being good. I don't know yet whether that translates to it actually being enjoyable. Uh, You guys watch it for yourself. Let me know. Hit us up on Twitter, like I always say, at at NerdProQuo. Let me know what you're thinking about Legion, about Powerless, but especially about that one question about Legion. I really actually do want to know the answer to that question from people if anyone who's been watching the show has had the same kind of reactions that I do, where you've been kind of simultaneously like, I'm fascinated, I'm intrigued, I'm hooked, I'm also a little traumatized. Uh, so, yeah, let, let me know about that, uh, either in the comments, to this, the comments to this podcast or on Twitter. Let me know about that. I would love to hear from you guys. What else? I mean, there's a couple other things... Have been watching uh, Seven Deadly Sins, an anime on Netflix. I probably will get into that a little bit more the next episode because Angelo has also watched that. Uh, there, there is a bunch of stuff to discuss, tropiness and stuff. Uh, for those of you who have been watching it and have been upset that they saw season two and saw that season two was only four episodes. Okay, the odd thing, Netflix kind of mislabeled it. It's not actually season 2. It is them they put in what is essentially like a little like a bridge mini series that was is actually it does take place after season 1, but it's kind of like a bridge mini series between the actual season 1 and the actual season 2. <coughs> so probably what's going to happen is in a couple of months You're going to see season three, or maybe less time, you're going to see season three of The Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. And it'll be labeled as season three. It's actually season two, just in case anyone was confused. What else is there to discuss? My God, there were so many things that have been on in the past couple weeks. I know The Flash has been airing. I don't want to get into The Flash too much. But, yeah, there are a bunch of – there is a live show coming up hopefully in the end of March that is I, – I have a location in mind that I've been negotiating for. I don't want to say what it is just in case I say it and it doesn't actually end up uh, being there. It is not probably not going to be a live podcast. It will be a live event. Live podcast might be at a different location. All of that is coming up. Stay tuned at NerdProQuo on Twitter. Keep checking into the website. A lot of cool stuff is coming. I've reached back out to a bunch of the guests that I was going to have on. Originally this month, There you go. a lot of that had to be pushed back because I've been sick. Feeling a little bit better now. In the meantime... Watch Powerless, let me know what you think. Watch Legion, let me know what you think. Watch Batman Lego Batman, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Do actually, because I got into this podcast, Lel Lucero, uh, often frequent guest on this podcast, recommended Fanbros to you, the Fanbros podcast. Go check that out too. I would recommend that as well. I'm going to give them a little shout out uh, at Fanbrose on Twitter. They're kind of killing it on Twitter with guests as well, so check them out. Uh, A lot of new content coming out from our friends over at Black Black Nerd Problems, also a great site. They're putting out a lot of great videos and reviews and just uh, also them, uh, Black Nerd Problems on Twitter, although it's shortened, I'm probably going to get this wrong. You know what, I'm not even, I'll, I'll link in a doobly-doo about it. But uh, just so I can feel my throat starting to get sore and my voice starting to go a little bit. So in, until next week, uh, stay nerdy, y'all.